You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. San Marcos, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is We the People here on Friday night, the 21st of July, 2023. And we are here on another hot day. Yeah, you don't want to hear how hot it is in Texas. No, I didn't try to go out and fry the egg. It didn't work the other day, okay? So it's not... And that was 105. It was only 101 maybe today. I don't know. But uh, it is hot here in the studio. No, it's not. We've got it cooled off. Matthew Mendoza, our city council member, is here. And as he comes up on his one year in office, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that he's accomplished, some of the stuff that he's figured out. And we're just going to talk all sorts of stuff about the city of San Marcos. Uh, We'll see what else comes up. I do want to kind of stick in there about, uh, oh, all of the stuff that's flooding my email about Paxton. Oh, Lord. But uh, something going on up there to give you some drama for the summer. KZSM.org. This is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you, folks. Don't go away. Hey, text somebody and tell them to tune in to find out how they can make a difference. The guys on the Blitz, they were sitting there, ba-doom, 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 but they love that one, too. It's just, hey, that is a cool bass line from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. If you ever, you know, ever wonder about that song, that is the same one that we have been using for over seven years here. Uh, and, yes, we do pay royalties, folks, so I, I'm not sure how much... Uh, any of the surviving members of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer are getting off that every time I run that on community radio, but, hey... It is there for us. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. Thanks. I do want to just get a couple things out of the way to talk about tonight. It is hot out there, folks. And if you know of anyone that is needing assistance, okay, not on top of it being hot, but it's a hard time of year for people, especially around a college town, when folks are not spending the money, tips, you know, those kind of things. It's difficult. But just families in general, especially during the summertime, it's hard for resources for those families. So the um, 
We do have a public food distribution, and that is normally on Monday. It's a drive-up one, and it is, folks have been sitting out there in 103, 104-degree temperature, and bless their souls, these folks are out there hustling, getting this food out, and volunteers are out in this too. And so uh, they are going to change that distribution schedule next week only. I bet they may continue it depending if this heat continues. And you are to go to 220 Herndon Street, San Marcos, Texas, 78666 from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it's just a drive-up, first come, first serve. And you must enter Herndon Street from MLK, okay? There's going to be a line just be help these folks out but they're trying to work with people to get folks where you're not out in the heat as much and and move people through okay so glad to see uh folks doing that to help out with the heat we'll talk some more as we go but matthew let's uh give me a mic check there just talk to me hey san marcos how are you doing and so matthew mendoza is our on city council and uh, he was elected uh, last November. This is the first first term, first office for you. You although you were on some uh, boards and commissions, right? Yes, I was a planning and board a planning and zoning commissioner before that, and then uh, before that, I was actually involved with Kona since I was a child. Uh, so very much involved with organizations and just being committed, you know, just to San Marcos, my home. And yes, you. As folks that have followed, you know, you are a lifelong San Martian. And uh, is there, no, it's listen, it, everyone, I think we have agreed. We've had enough uh, out there on social media where we have asked about that. And I think everybody's agreed for you know, 60% of the folks, yeah, we're good with San Martian. You know, you know Rob, <laughs> as long as we love the city, I don't care if you call me a San Martian, San Marvelous, San Martian. Talk about the same town. It's yeah. love, brother. So that's what I love about it. You know, you're you're just advertising for the city. Call me whatever you want. There you go. We're all good. <laughs> so let's just give people a little bit of background here. Sure. Okay. So the city of San Marcos is uh, a. Uh, uh, oh shoot. I'm already forgetting things this fast into the show. Uh, it's a charter city. Yes. Okay. Sir. So what that means is that we have a city council and a mayor. And you have the uh, city is ran by the top person, the paid official in this city is your city manager. Yes, sir. And then below the city manager, you have staff and you have all of the people that go out and run the city. And surrounding that, you come in every two weeks in a, in a general sense sure. that you get together and you've got an agenda that uh, you follow. Mm-hmm. And it is a thick agenda. Sometimes it's a couple hundred pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen this get up to 500 pages on an agenda before. <laughs> All right. And you get that that Thursday or Friday beforehand. Mm-hmm. And you come in and you've got to make decisions based upon all these things. And basically, the staff is asking, hey, you know, everything from, yeah, we've already got this in the budget. We just need you to approve this spending on it. And you rubber stamp it and it goes on. It's something, you know, nobody's going to argue about for the most part. But uh, then you've got and and that is on an agenda. And that is called the uh, consent agenda. So a lot of times stuff just goes through. Yeah, we're not going to bring it up. That's on the consent agenda. 
Then you've got your uh, agenda, and you've got uh, citizen comments. You've got uh, what comes up first has to be if there is a public hearing on something as required yes, by law. And so this is how city council runs. And so you you are there as a voice on this city council. And I explain it to everyone that it is think of a corporation okay you've got the person that runs the day-to-day operations of the corporation then you've got a board of directors and on that board of directors you know you have different people that have insights into different things they give their you know yes this is good no it's not we want you to go this direction you know and they are out there looking out for the citizens in your case or the shareholders on a board right you know and it's I tell yeah. everybody the city is a business, and and I get this. I I get a lot of kickback from folks on it, and I'm, I don't say that in a bad way. You know, I think it's good, but it is a business. Okay, you have to, you've got to balance out the books. Okay, the city is not going to run on a deficit. Well, think you about know. it this way: it's it's it is every one of our citizens is a stakeholder in our city. We pay electricity, mm-hmm. we pay taxes, and. I'm sure everybody who has an investment wants to see that investment come back in a positive way. So, yes, I mean, that, that that's definitely, as a board of directors, we look at it and how can we make your investment? How can Rob Rourke's, how can Mary from Valdeo Pascal, how can Sam from Willow Creek, how can they feel a good return on their investment? And, and I, I really appreciate you looking at it in that way because it allows, when people look at that in that way, they can look at a budget and understand why it's needed here, why sometimes you have to raise this, why sometimes you have to adjust this budget, and why some things aren't feasible. Because we do have over 70,000 people here, over 70,000 shareholders. It's important that we make sure that all of their investments are taken care of and insured for further, for further use. Well, you, this is your first year going through the budget. Yes, sir. And this is, I've been talking about this and people's eyes have been glazing over and it's, uh, (laughs) it is, you know, budgets, but yet it happens in the middle of the summer. Okay, this happens and this is the time. If you want to get involved and you want to make a difference and you really want to, you know, see what is happening out there. Okay, the budget is the time. Absolutely. All right. You know, people don't come down enough at city council meetings and talk about the upcoming budget and you know or what? ask questions about it. And you were absolutely right on that. And that is something that we have as a census, as a collection on our diocese, have spoken to our city manager and our media uh, director. We need more visibility. We need more openness with these citizens. We need more flyers. We need more notifications. There is no reason why we cannot have every one of our citizens involved in our budget process. There are things out there that affect you so much, and every dollar that matters to you needs to be voiced. And that's something that I am proud to say we are moving towards that direction. Stephanie has promised us that we are going to be doing that. Um, We're maybe a little too late for right now, but I I can assure you that I'm going to be doing everything I can to push for that. The visibility, we need that for, for next year and everything. Well, we were talking uh, before the show about a few things here, and you were talking about the deficit that we've got right now with regards to our... uh, Uh, Yes, sir. It's it's called Community Enhancement, and it's a program that we have um, around the city that these are the folks that clean up the sidewalks, that clean up every area that's not covered by, like, homeowners association, the alleys that we have in the bowl communities, 
parks, things like that, these recreational facilities, city park, Rio Vista Park, restrooms, these are our staffs. Lots that, that the city that. the city owns different lots in Absolutely. different places that may have been a park, may not have. You know, <laughs> it's uh, they were somebody's grandiose idea for a road going through uh, over by a traffic circle <laughs> off of uh, Hopkins. I, uh, but but, but this, this those is kind of group. things yes, that are sir. there that we've got that the city has to maintain. Yes, right? sir. And this is not only just because it brings in our tourism and it lets people know that they're safer, but it is protection for our community. It is cleaning up alleys. It is helping with our firefighters. It is helping with our first responders. There's not fire risk any longer. There's an area that we now have uh, most of our budgets going towards community cleanups, river cleanups and unhoused encampments being moved out. So this is why this particular department is $400,000 in debt by the end of the year, because we keep having these, things that pop up that we didn't expect. Um, we've had an influx of, I'll, I'll say unhoused again, that we have many camps that keep popping up. We have more litter. We've had a record number this past weekend from the Lions Club of their uh, rentals. So that tells you that we're on a push up. The litter has just become immense and it's not just around the river, it's, the litter, it's just not around the river, it's in almost every one of our parks. So we've increased the staff. We have a third party called Easter Seals we came to a point during our budget that we asked, because we don't want to be in debt, can we raise that fee $1 to ensure that the community stays clean? Now, that fee that you're talking about yes, is sir. on the um, At your uh, is on bill. your electricity bill. Yes, sir, right. and it's listed as community enhancement. And most people, again, don't understand what that is. They think that they just pull the weeds out here in the nice downtown area. But I want to emphasize, again, these are the people who trim the trees. These are the people who... I guess preventative maintenance for our first responders, for our communities. I mean, we have uh, some of our older communities around here see people walking up and down the alleys, and that brings fear to them. So we clean those alleys up. We have situations where we have individuals or, or citizens who can't clean their own properties up, and it becomes a health hazard for them where we help get this stuff taken care of. You know, we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but we're going to come back and ask you about some of these projects. But uh, I was over off in Wonderworld and uh, Hunter, and it was interesting going through. I remember a good many years back when I was there, and we had these pictures that uh, uh, John Tomite said uh, had, uh, and was saying, "Oh, isn't this nice?" And you know, here's how this is going to look. Well, the problem is that. They don't ever show or talk about the maintenance for the weeds. Okay? Yes. You know, here's this project that we got money from uh, going along. I'm, I'm just thinking about over along Hunter Road, uh, Hopkins, uh, going out that people like yes, to run sir. and bicycle, and it's a connection into Purgatory Park, mm -hmm. all of these things. But yet we have this grass growing up and things coming through the cracks well this project that was about 10 years ago that yes, we sir. put that in and you know it's a showcase it's where everyone comes into town and comes downtown and you want this city to look good you don't want you know especially if you're trying to attract new businesses yes, sir. uh you know uh, when you guys have the tour for all the guys that come in you know fly in and uh uh, we want to build or we want to do these things here in the mm -hmm. city that you try to attract them. You want it to look good and, you know, the people want it to look good. But why, why do we have that gap? <sighs> you know, we can always sit here and say lessons learned. But I think it was somebody putting the cart before the horse without thinking 
you know, maybe we shouldn't have all this green space. And I, I love green space, but you're right, maintaining it. The last thing we want to do is make everything cement either. I mean, we're talking about heat control. You're talking about just people can't walk down the street like that. So I think there were many ideas that we should have looked into. We should have gone to Europe and started looking at whitewashed streets. We should have looked at things like that, more tree cover. It's not just the cement part. We have things like crushed granite or crushed, uh, yeah, crushed granite, and that causes runoff and more nitrogen to be an issue. We think it's great because it's rock, but that makes it worse to clean off the, the, the weeds. So I'm trying to work with Mrs. Tamides and um, one of our horticulturists. Um, I always pronounce her name incorrectly. I always say it's Mrs. Ebby or Evie. Um, Evie, thank you, to try to figure out how, what is the best way without using chemicals, without doing these things, but it's, it's, how do you correct the mistakes? Well, so is a lot of it that we're not looking at the infrastructure when it goes in, when we have CUP, when, you know, a, yes, you know, sir. and do we just, you know, we say, yeah, lesson learned, but did somebody figure out that we need to have in here a, oh, some kind of a line item that says, okay, take, 15 to 20 percent of whatever you think this is going to be and that is going to be your five-year maintenance we absolutely have to do that now considering just the example being this community enhancement four hundred thousand dollars that that's ridiculous when we could have this mapped out years in advance i mean even if it saves us twenty thousand dollars that's twenty thousand dollars we're saving to put somewhere else that is where we have to start pushing that now uh, i know it's kind of put more on staff but enough's enough we've wasted so much money and we are continuously wasting money on maintenance. Well, I don't know whether it's we're wasting money. It's just for so long it was, hey, we've got to grow. We've got to add in all of these things, you know, yeah. and all of these, uh, you know, we, we have. Oh, look at this free money that we're getting from the state. All right. <laughs> yeah, we kind of go crazy. I, I got yeah. you. I got yeah. you laughing on that because that is. <laughs> It's sad, Robbie. Yes. I mean, when you give, I don't want to use it. It's not children, but when you give somebody a lot of cash and, and, and it's just, let's use it right now before we lose it. it. It's a fear thing of rushing without really giving enough thought. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're going to come back. We're talking with the, <laughs> Sorry. See, I, I, I like when I can get my guests to laugh when we're talking politics. All right. <laughs> KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. This is Rob Burke, your host. And I've got Matthew Mendoza is here with me in the studio. And uh, we're going to be right back after a couple uh, announcements here. And we'll be right back with you. Thanks for the opportunity to be on the fabulous KZSM radio serving San Marcos and beyond. Every Sunday afternoon from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. here on KZSM.org, Roots and Branches takes you down the highways, byways, side streets and back alleys of music. Join me, Tony Wilson, your hosting guide on this weekly journey through the wonderful world of music from Texas and beyond. All you have to do is log on and listen. It's just that easy. Frank Zappa said, so many books, so little time. Quiet, Groucho Marx observed, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Quiet, 
To find out what others think about books, join Priscilla Lancelina on Tuesdays at 4pm on kgsm.org when she hosts Bookmarked, a program for real book people. <laughs> Quiet, damn dog! <laughs> Hi, I'm Sid, and welcome to Sid's Place. I will be bringing you the best oldies with a dash of comments, interviews, and songs that make my heart sing. You'll find me on kzsm.org, San Marcos, Texas. So tune in Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time. Sid's Place, the best place to hear your favorite oldies. kzsm.org would like to thank Truth and Light Crystal Shop for generously underwriting our programming. Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, right next to Red Bud Roasters, wants to be the supplier of all your metaphysical needs with the large inventory of beautiful crystals, jewelry, candles and incense, all at affordable prices. They also provide sound bath, Reiki, and tarot card readings. That's Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, Texas. For more information, you can reach them at 512-551-0921. And we're back with you here in the studio and uh, still playing, you know, we're, we're still trying to get everything nailed down here, but we are the next phase for us here as we kind of get things settled in we've got uh uh, some more money we're working on right now to get a few more things in and uh you know so we're we're getting a feel for it we like the the open air but we will be having a ribbon cutting here on the 28th of september and we are uh, scheduled to go live by the end of october here on kzsm.org i'm sitting here and looking at our uh, fcc paperwork right in front of me that uh, anybody who walks in from the fcc we can say hey we are off the air right now until that point we've got at what they call an sta and we're uh, changing our frequency and getting everything ready to go we just got some work done here in the studio and it is nice i mean uh, you know, Matthew, you've been in here with both, and you know it's it's a new look for us. It's not quite the the sand. I don't know. It was kind of that sand marsh and everything in the window. People would bring in all sorts of stuff. I don't know. It was the older. Uh, you know, now, nah, we still got wires hanging out a few places, but uh, yeah, we're. Uh, <laughs> It's it's looking sharp, brother. I got to tell you, it's it's different. I mean, the studio looked good, but it was about nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and two. Yeah. I do hope that you guys keep filling up the front windows here because that was one of the coolest features you had. But I think it has a. Yeah, we're going to be cool. Osito. I think we're going to be finding a new home for Osito. Uh, but uh, he has been. Oh, he's he's been here for a good six months, and it's kind of okay. Time to move on a little bit, and he takes up a lot in there. And I got somebody gave me a new one for that we've got up behind you. I, we don't have a name for him yet, but uh, well, uh, you know, it's. Uh, oh, I know. I'm, I'm throwing you off. With, uh, you know, we've got uh, different things, but we've got our radios and and our stuff down here at the KZSM studio. So, and okay, so this is radio. You can't see. You know, I'm wearing my heavy metal shirt here to ta- uh, to kind of promote. Uh, 
for next month on the 24th, 25th, and 26th of August. We are going to be having the Triple Threat uh, Summer of Hell Metal Fest. And I've got my t-shirt on. And we've got Mr. Mendoza has Remember Your Friends in the Water, San Marcos, Texas. And this is to promote for uh, keeping our rivers clean. Absolutely, yes, sir. Everything that flows down goes into our river, so we have to make sure we maintain our beauty. We've got two opportunities for you to get involved uh, now in the uh, summer, well, in the spring and in the fall, we have with the uh, uh, river cleanups now. And uh, Actually, if if your listeners are willing to, tomorrow we have a river cleanup as well down at the Blanco and Highway 80 bridge. Um, Mrs. Tamaiti is going to be running that tomorrow starting at 8 a.m. If you want to come down, we've got the boots, we've got the shovels, we've got the trash bags. Right. You know, we usually have that about once a month, but jump online. It's always a Facebook Where do they need to park there, too? Do you know? You want to park at the Murphy's, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, Yes, sir. All right. Just so everybody knows. Yes, sir. (laughs) Come on out, folks, and uh, go on down. And um, these are the things that we try to get out here. And that's uh, part of what we do at KCSM is to, you know, get folks involved in the community. Remember, we want to engage and enlighten and to... uh, uh, engage in light. Oh, yes. I've got to entertain you, too. I guess, you know, I, I can't bore you to death uh, and uh, at least keep you for an hour here every Friday night that you are listening to KCSM, uh, We the People here. And I've got my uh, special guest tonight, Matthew Mendoza. Matthew, so you had gone. I'm going to come back to the budget in just a second, sure. okay? But you had gone up to Washington. Uh, yes, sir. And in about uh, uh, about a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. and you guys been back. You got the budget. You got everything going on. But one of the things that we spend on that budget every year is about five thousand dollars. Five thousand. Yeah. A little bit over for us. Yeah. To go up I mean, it's not in yes, in uh, for a group in uh, Washington. To basically help us lobby and help, you know, take you around. You know, that, that's a bad word, but that really is exactly what we're doing. Is we are lobbying for our city. Yeah. And in all honesty, Rob, in, in my opinion, this is just growing up here, I've always thought, well, that is your job as a city council and as a mayor to represent your city and to sell it, to, to, to bring your business, to bring people to live here, to retain your people. And going to D.C. opens that relationship for us. I mean, it allows us to speak to not only our, st- our state, our, our representatives like Mr. Kassar, uh, Mr. Cruz, and Mr. Corwin, and Mr. Cloud, but it allows us to also speak with the Department of Labor, Department of Housing, Department of Transportation to work out those infrastructure things, those, those issues that we can send grants to them and we can write all these beautiful notes but when we meet with them, they put a story behind us. They get to see these individuals who are fighting for their citizens, and they see us as a whole body. Well, you talk about Department of Labor, and yes, we have sir. got the uh, Gary Job Corps has been a part of San Marcos for 60, Ooh. 70 years now. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, uh, the old uh, Air Force base that we had out here, and, and it goes yeah way beyond just Gary. And that was another issue we talked about um, when we were there with the Department of Labor. It's exciting news that... They're always on the forefront, and, and I don't like to use the word trade, but let's say skilled, to, to help these skilled individuals who come from around the nation who are you know, anywhere up to the age, I think it's 14 to 21, if I'm not mistaken, who are trying to get their lives back on track. So Gary Job Corps, along with the Department of Labor, has kind of figured out that they're, trans- they're transitioning now to what they should be teaching. They need to be teaching robotics, IT, 
and more engineering, not just civil engineering, but electronic engineering. And these are things that, oh, also um, air, fact, air traffic controllers. Hmm. These are things that uh, we were told by Mr. Kassar that we have a lack of around our nation. So they really want to start promoting not just teaching these young minds, but letting, the, letting them know the government's behind you in teaching these things. The government's willing to fund these. And these are some very promising times, especially with Tesla being so close to Gary. This will allow a company that large to be able to handpick these amazing individuals who can finish their Gary training, get a certificate, and go immediately work at these factories or be something like a manager. So how do we take, you've got Gary Job Corps, and you're, you know, we're talking about these trends and these things that sure. they're, they're hearing from a federal level. And how do we get those down to, say, like uh, San Marcos CISD? You that, know, that is that's a big thing. Inter, I guess where I'm going to is that intergovernmental, Absolutely. you know, this is what I always see in my years here in San Marcos is school district, city, county. Yep. And they're like on three different corners. A lot of times, and getting everybody to work together, mm-hmm. okay, it gets to be a turf war sometimes. It gets to be, and I, you're not going on, I'm oh, not no, going no, to pull you into yeah, it, you know, but right. this is just an observation. So how do we get, you know, when you come back and you hear these kind of things, mm-hmm. do we have somebody from San Marcos CISD that's in on a call with you know do we connect them up or how do we do this stuff so we normally have the city does have our our support staff our city manager our assistant city managers and directors they meet monthly with texas state they meet monthly with our cisd but it's a lack of involvement with our council the mayor's definitely there at all times but we as a council are not as involved we as a council are not pushing to have the board members involved they're talking on a higher level we need to have everyone that's involved with making these decisions these votes involved with this. We need to, and I've always said, get ganas, which is another way of saying, you know, guts. We need to have the the balls to step up and say, we need you to be involved. There's no more separation. I need Texas State to open up their doors and allow our high school students to go over there and learn carpentry and to have people that are welders up there that are getting their certifications at Texas State mentor my rattlers that desperately want to learn a trade or that skill that will make them successful. Well, and... You know, and also, you know, I'm always looking for the, hey, if we can do this without the governmental support, you know, let's, how do we do that? And I mean, what are we hearing from the businesses? Okay. I mean, how do you hear as a city councilman, how do the school districts, how do we hear that from the businesses here in town? And do the businesses feel like they're being heard? That's the odd part about it is I have reached out to businesses, McCoy's. And I've asked several of their higher managers and directors as to what's going on. And it's a lack of communication. It's a lack of reaching out to these companies and saying, hey, help us out. They are dying to help us. And the, the, I forget the uh, professor's name who does run the, I believe it's called Agricultural Department now at Texas State. He desperately wants to get our students involved. It's just a matter of how do we open those doors. I'm talking to... Um, Gosh, and I'm running the blank here right now. Uh, she just won re-election, um, Mrs. Villapando, mm-hmm. about opening some of those doors. I'm talking to Dr. Cardona about trying to open these things up. It's a lot more visibility, and I, maybe I feel better that they feel that they can talk to me more because it seems that there has not been no, any communication. It's a lack of 
Communication is a lack of responding to the reaching out. And that's all I can do is try to open those doors and push these large companies. And, and I hate to bring up Smart Terminal, uh, but that was an opportunity for us to bring in multi-million dollar companies that are manufacturing or are warehouse driven, are these trade or skill oriented businesses that would open up access to allow multi-working uh, with the university, with our high school graduates, with seniors, senior citizens, anybody who wanted to be involved in those trades. But the businesses are going to be there. Yes, yes they Okay. Are. Now, whether that is San Marcos getting the tax dollars from those businesses, the businesses are still going to be needing the uh, the human resources. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. I don't mean that. Uh, now, you know, the, the people that they need to fill these gaps and they want to try to get those from here so those people how do you keep them leaving here how do you keep them working and, and getting these jobs and so whether the city was getting the tax dollars or not that's still the people that oh, are living here you know and, and you know and you're still yes. going to have folks that are going to have to buy you know you're still going to have retail. We're mm -hmm. still going to have things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Life doesn't end because oh, of the no, smart no, no, terminal. But I guess it's the how do we do a better job of looking at the big picture of how do we keep people here without taxing them to death? Okay, between all of our entities. Mm -hmm. How do we get the businesses involved so that we are attracting and we're, we're developing those people here that we need? I think we're on the right track now. I've talked to our Chamber of Commerce. I've talked to our GSMP. For many years, a lot of people, a lot of businesses have watched our council meetings, have seen the way we treat not just large corporations, but mom and pop businesses. And they've seen that the investment's not here, that there's no support system for their customer, their clientele. They've noticed a change. They've noticed a more friendly entrepreneur environment, a more friendly small business environment. We have a legacy, a legacy program that brought up in 2020. I think I talked to you about it a couple of months ago, that we would need large corporations to donate to that those funds to ensure that our small businesses like Paper Bear, uh, Rogelios, Don Lorenzo's, even Barbara and Dan's Barbershop down here in San Antonio could stay in business a little bit longer when they hit rough times. That's what we want to try to show to everybody out there, that we support small businesses, we support entrepreneurship, and we support these corporations because they all revolve around each other. It is jobs. It is more jobs. It is better income for our people to afford better housing, to afford an, uh, a quality of life that they have so deserved. And it goes back into that investment. You have invested so much money, all lifelong citizens, our citizens that just moved here two months ago, have invested into our city, and they deserve a return on their investment. They deserve a grocery store at every other corner. They deserve, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a train track that don't go bother us, things like that. Uh, you know, free market is going to, let's not get crazy with that. Uh, but, okay, so I'll use an example. So sure. you heard uh, the... Uh, 
uh, uh, Truth and Light, uh, Joanna, is uh, yes. now uh, underwriting and supporting local business here. And uh, I'll run that one again for you folks so you can go out and support her local business. And she's helping us to underwrite our, you know, at, uh, uh, at a good rate. And, uh, you know, just a little bit helps. We've got our next door. We've got uh, Nikki here with the, uh, uh, that she has now just made it a year. This is her first year. So uh, we were talking her. about that this last week. Um, here uh, next to us at uh, 218 uh, North Guadalupe. And uh, this is the uh, Daughter of the Wild Shop. If you get a chance, eh, stop on in. She's got the bubbles out here. And, you know, by us being here, we are fixing up things outside. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm asking the city, hey, I got an old trash can outside here. I want to paint it up. Well, I don't think we're going to let you. Don't, don't worry, but we, we're on it. Okay. okay, I've already spoken with Josie. <laughs> She's working something out. And they've and Josie came back and said, hey, I think we've got an extra set of trash cans Cool. that we've got, like we've got up there that we had that we didn't use, that one of them for recycle, one of the other ones. Okay. And we'll get those put in and get that. And, you know, uh, they made sure our sign that uh, got picked up and walked off uh, is, uh, a few weeks back uh, is now, I don't know, they kind of nailed it. It's not going anywhere, yeah. but it's, they've, they've got it down there now. Uh, we're not going to be able to get a bike rack out here. Everybody's just still going to use the sign, the bike rack. There's not enough room. Okay, whatever. I'm just going to go. And so if you want to park your bikes, folks, you got to go up the end of the street. There's certain regulations and there's things that we've got to work on. And, and I understand that. You know, I'm not going to. But this is when you have businesses that are, you know, stakeholders. I, I hate that word sometimes. But. It's all we kind of can band together. We can look out for each other. We can help, and that's what makes neighborhoods. Yes. Okay. That's what makes whether it's a neighborhood of businesses or what it may be. But this is how we get off the internet. We get one on one. We get talking. Um, don't get off the internet now. Just keep <laughs> listening. I'm going to take a break here in a minute, folks. Uh, but uh, it is a way for us to build communities. Right? It's the word community. That, that's the key right there. It is community. It is banding together. They always say it takes a village, but it's not just to raise a family. It's to get the city together. It's to take care of each other. Nikki next door is a lifelong resident of San Marcos. I actually knew her father very well. That is somebody who is committed to do everything she can and spend every last dollar to ensure that she has employees and as she has a business that is contributing back to this city. And it's the same way with this radio station. You guys do so much to push and to help this city. We've got local businesses around here that do everything they can, struggling every day just to stay open to be part of this community. And that's what that's what's sustaining downtown. That's what's only keeping us alive right now because we lost so much when the county left. And we've had so much turnover in every other business here. Now we're seeing at least some steady work, but you see businesses that are banding together to help each other out. And I'll bring up the porch. The mm -hmm. porch is a prime example of, of a business that people sit there and go, well, it's a bar. It's making a lot of money. Uh -huh. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, you didn't look at the overhead. Look at what it costs to run a business. These are individuals who are putting their livelihoods 
on the line, not just because they want to be successful and have a great you know, business and job, but they contribute to our community. They are part of our community, and this is what San Marcos is about. We're not Austin. We're not San Antonio. This is that character that Nikki, KZSM, what Paper Bear was. You've got the Price Center, people who will sacrifice everything to stay San Marcos. And on that note, we're going to come right back. And uh, as we're talking about those that are helping to support the community, Truth and Light uh, is our newest sponsor here on KCSM. Contact us, KCSM, sammarcos at gmail.com, and we will get you connected up so that uh, folks can hear about how you are supporting your community. KCSM.org would like to thank Truth and Light Crystal Shop for generously underwriting our programming. Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, right next to Red Bud Roasters, wants to be the supplier of all your metaphysical needs with the large inventory of beautiful crystals, jewelry, candles, and incense, all at affordable prices. They also provide sound bath, Reiki, and tarot card readings. That's Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, Texas. For more information, you can reach them at 512-551-0921. What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on KZSM.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends, right here at KZSM.org, San Marcos, Texas. You're listening to the Porch Radio Hour on KZSM.org, community-supported public radio. Heard every Wednesday night on KZSM.org from 7 to 9 p.m. So you can hear what's going on at the porch. See, that's another way that we get involved is, is, you know, with our local businesses and having them come in here and have a good time with us as well. Appreciate Matthew Mendoza is here on uh, KCSM's um, We the People. <laughs> we do this every uh, Friday night from 7 until 8 o'clock. This is political commentary show. The views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of KCSM or SMTXCRA. And Matthew is a on city council. Now, city council, folks, it is not a Republican or Democratic thing. All right. Now, what was interesting about that was that there was a lot of people that got involved that voted in this last election. There was a lot of them because of Abbott race, but a lot of it had to do with Proposition A. And that was a lot of folks were up there and you were actually up on campus and doing a lot of, yes, sir. that was where you were doing a lot of campaigning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that probably did you well, but there were so many that they were only voting straight party. Now we've taken straight party out of it, but what happens is people get down to the bottom of the ballot mm-hmm. and they just have no clue. Right. Yeah. Uh, they really don't. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. I, you know, I go out and I talk, you know, with so many voters that, oh, yeah, we're, you know, I'm voting Republican, I'm voting mm-hmm. Democrat. But then when you get down to the local level, you know, and you don't want to get yourself painted into a corner, but every time we, we keep bringing these things up, but there's certain basic interests. I think that at a local level yes, that you you come from a Hispanic 
you know, household. I mean, we were talking about that on Kathy's show races the other mm. day. Is how, you know, how do you term things anymore? Uh, but, oh, you know, it, it's, you know, you grew up in a, you know, in, in a... Tejano. Tejano. Yeah, but so. I guess about what I'm getting at is in the barrio, in yes, the, yes, you know, sir. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had neighbors. You knew everybody. You still to this day know everybody. Okay, I still live on the and, same block that yeah. I was raised on. Yes, sir. All right. So you see the problems of that everyone is having paying the taxes. You got to pay them too. Yes, you know, sir. and for your family, and, and yes, with sir. the increase in taxes, mm-hmm. whether it is on the the city, the you know county, right. you realize with what is going on with the debts, you know, and you realize what's going on with the uh, a lot of the bonds that we've yes, got sir. going on right now. Yes, sir. You know, it's it's since COVID, the city of San Marcos has. Uh, was relying a lot on the outlet malls, which now the problem is that people are brick and mortar. They're not going to. We still have the folks coming over from Mexico, but not as much because of the travel, because we had that with COVID that well, a lot uh, of our travel got Let's also remember the, uh, a lot of those internationals are tax-free as well. Oh, so, so, I forgot so we, about that. We don't, yeah, we don't get a lot of the tax benefit as well. Ah, yes, thank you for seeing. <laughs> I, those are the details that I forgot about. See, I'm, I'm glad you're passing it along. So I guess, you know, but you still have uh, the meals, the people, the staying here, yes. all of these things that are just, are have been impacted. We're now coming out of COVID, kind of getting our feet back on. Mm-hmm. But yet. There's so much that has changed, and here we are going into this budget process. What's some of your feelings on on this? Uh, this being my first budget to really break it down. I mean, I had the CIP with planning and zoning, but this is a whole other level of responsibility. Uh, I think this is where government definitely should handle a lot of things that are going on here, but government should also realize that we need to diversify our economy. We shouldn't just rely, if we're looking at businesses, don't just rely on Amazon. Don't just rely on the new magnetic company. Don't just rely on the outlet mall. There are so many businesses out there that we can definitely diversify, and I'm grateful for Splash Network being here to help us in that direction. But we have also need to look at what we're providing. I mean, of course, we want to have jobs that pay $40, $50 an hour, but we also need to provide jobs that pay $15, $20, $21 an hour. You can't have supervisors without somebody to supervise. I wish I knew. I wish I was an accountant. I mean, these are things that we're supposed to depend on staff, but this is where if something comes up like that community enhancement, where we're pulling money, whether we take $400,000 and we raise it a dollar for citizens, or we take $400,000 out of our general funds, and that's where we get employment from. That's where we have to balance it and say, well, okay, those $400,000, how many firefighters is that? How many police officers? How many community enhancement individuals? How many librarians is that? How many outreach programs is this and when i say officers i don't just mean officers with guns and badges i mean people who help mental issues outreach programs what is that going to cost us and that's where we have to sit there and look at the human number not just at the end of the day what looks good on paper and where we have to keep our budget at a certain number because we want to get more later on that's what corporations do that's what a lot of these corporations do is they force you to use every dollar of your budget because you want to get more next year (laughs) we need to get off that 
it's great to treat it like a business, but we also have the humane side about it, the humanity side. What affects us? Where does our money need to go? And this is where I keep throwing it at you, brother. We need to have community involvement. We need to have somebody sit there and go, wait, what does that mean? Because to be quite honest with you, I love my colleagues, but most of us sitting up there are going to go, you're right. What does that mean? And we don't ask that question because I guess we're city council members and we feel like we shouldn't ask general questions like that. But those are things that we need to be more involved in. Well, no, you, <laughs> I would hope that we're asking bigger picture because that is, I, I think that's where people get lost sometimes is city council is to give that guidance. We, okay? we definitely try. And, and that's where. But I direction, and it, yes. it's it's not the guides as much as, hey, guys, step back. Think a big picture. And I think that's where we get pulled down in the weeds a lot of times that I see okay. in these discussions. And it comes back to, you know, you and I were sitting up at the flea market and having a conversation, yeah. and I said, <laughs> you need to get out and walk around, because that was my big thing with Bert uh, Lambreris was yeah. he just... He never got out and talked to people. He would not get out, you know, and you have got to go out and walk around. And you went and walked around downtown. And uh, they were, uh, this was right before you guys were voting on the uh, parking. Uh, And we had that. And (laughs) you came and you, you came back in here and you said, man, I got an earful about the parking. Absolutely. And, and they were all right. Every business I spoke to, every employee I spoke to was absolutely right that it's, it's confusing. It, it, there's no set plan. It, it, nobody is outreaching to anybody. It's kind of up in the air. Some of them were more, uh, I don't use the word hostile, but more upset. And I understand that because you can't close a business down to move parking. You can't keep getting tickets when you know you're an employee here. It, it's, it's just one of those things where they're treating everybody just wham, bam, here's a law, the rubber stamping what they have to do instead of looking at, I know this person works at Sundance. I know this person works at um, yeah. craft beer. I, I know these things are happening. Give them a chance. But that's where we now have a program going on. I, I know what the booting program is something that some people are a bit uh, hesitant about. But it's also something that maybe it's about time we got a little bit more strong with our hand. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to just charge people $1,000 per ticket, but enough's enough. I've seen so many people throw away their tickets and walk away. I've seen so many businesses <laughs> on San Antonio that have to shut down for two or three days because what's the point of staying open? This yeah. is where it comes down to community. I mean, I, I, you know, if I'm in here and doing things, I don't keep track of the time. No, and no I've got, I got a whole bunch of tickets. Okay. I don't know whether I'll, I'll be straight. You guys can come after me. Okay. No, no, but but I, 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 I can't, you know, I, I we've we've talked about this, and I don't want to get all into that the weeds on this one. But yeah. I guess the but one of the things that came out of that was I got this letter that I talked about last week on the uh, on the air about this employee parking program and its pilot location, and this was out from the city. And I yes, one of the things I was kind of curious was had that been in the mix, or it came out of. When you all had this talk, uh, the city council mm-hmm. at with staff, mm-hmm. and you give direction to staff on which way they need to go, was were they already working on this ahead of time, or was this something that came up after you guys gave them that so direction? It's, it's definitely a mixture of both. It was on the plans, but it seems that there was a certain member, and I'm going to throw her name out there. It's Joanna, the owner of Studio 13. 
when she started joining this board, the parking uh, advisory board, she really made some, some comments that finally woke and shook things up because she was somebody who had been in business for so long, somebody who's in South, part of LBJ. Not, most members you have are you know, more towards downtown area, yeah. but she really brought to the fact that this is how it's hurting me. This is really what hurts me, not just on the weekends, but people who park here and leave for two or three hours or stay for that right. two-hour mark or see the ticket and throw it away. She brought this issue up, and I'm glad that Mayor Houston fully supported it and along with the other chair, that this was something that it was about time and they just needed, God bless Joanna, the voice to say, enough's enough, let's do this. And it may blow up in her face, fine, but we have to finally make a stand. We have to finally open up to... Rob, I told you it took me 20 minutes to park here. I, I drove around several, several times, and I still parked over there past where um, Torches is at. Why is that the case? I mean, our, city, our citizens, we have, most of our population are senior citizens now. And then the other half is, you know, divided up into college students. How do you expect either one of them to come down here? We keep talking about ADA compliances. If you don't have enough parking spaces to get to a business, they're not going to come down here. We have to keep this place alive and we have to put our foot down, and, and it's going to suck for a little bit. People are going to hate us and call us. Lord knows what it is, but it is what it is. We're going to do it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw a couple fast ones at you here. Okay. What's, what's your most proud moment in the last year with regards to the city? It was giving $40,000 to Southside Center during our uh, COBA, uh, the, the grants that we give for um, the nonprofits. It was a very proud moment. That, and don't get me wrong, it's great that the corporation, it was an organization out of town, um, who worked on more legal and preparations for young students. And I thought, 40000 is a lot of money. I'm going to give that to Southside Center. And that's one of the most proud moments. Uh, and actually, to be honest with you, it's also when you've called me and uh, my friend Tony Belmontes called me about little small stuff, the water breaks, yeah. the, uh, the cement cracks. Those really, to me, make a big difference because that's I'm doing my job, brother. And that's where... I mean, I, nice. I try not to, you know, try not to pull that card. But you know, when we were uh, out here and the water's coming down the street, right as uh, the city is making phone calls about uh, uh, that, uh, you know, to restrict your water usage. Uh, yeah, exactly, that, that was that was kind of bad. And yeah. but uh, you know, Stephanie, you were able to get a hold of Stephanie. They got somebody on it, and we got it resolved. And they, you know, you got somebody out. At the end of the day, that's my job. I mean, you, you call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. If you can't get results done and it's costing us more money than to get somebody who's working overtime anyways to come out and fix it, it, absolutely. That is my job to resolve those issues, to make sure that those cracks in the cement, that we don't have a citizen who falls down and breaks their neck and causes a lawsuit for something that yeah. we could have easily fixed. Your sign being yanked out. There are so many things, and it's just around the city. I, I've been a proponent for the, for the unhoused, not to just kick them out and move them out and get them out. No, but find them place to go clean out their environment when you will clean their environment i'm asking amy to you know ask them what they need you know show them education and these are things that i'm hoping that i'm rubbing off onto our community to be more out there and be more um sam Martin. i mean to more sam martian to be everything that that we are um and i'm just damn proud and i'll tell you what brother i'm going to bring some really cool stuff in the next couple of months with uh the the downtown guadalupe area i'm not downtown um south guadalupe area and some events that we're trying to have for Jesse Sace and really bringing back the hometown 
community feel, not just for the city of San Marcos, but to involve mm -hmm. the Bobcats and the Rattlers. And, and you've been trying to funnel people our way. We're getting getting discussions. You know, there's so much Absolutely going on, so. you know, for us to be that that voice here for that. Um, so going forward, you know, you've got two more years. Yes, sir. You know, you, you, you know, you just assuming you're going other directions, whatever it may be, <laughs> you go back to, you know, the corporate world. You're you. OK, so you work in I.T. You're yes, up sir. at night. You work with folks on the other side of the world. I work with the Eastern Hemisphere. Yes, sir. OK, so you're you know, you don't get a lot of sleep. Okay, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Okay, I mean, it's all right. I got it. You're younger than me, and it, it, it <laughs> caught up with me later. Uh, my point on that, though, is that this is not your full-time job. You know, you are just as folks, we've got boards, we've got commissions, sure. we've got things, and uh, just a plug out there that, uh, you know, folks get on those boards and commissions. Please. The city is really hurting on a lot of these right now. Yes, sir. How can they uh, get on? Just and, go to sammarkerscity.org, um, org, and there's actually a listing on the front page about open boards and commissions. Everything from cemetery board to planning and zoning commissioners to neighborhood commissioners, but this is where that community involvement. You have to have a voice, and to be quite honest with you, I personally depend so much on these boards and commissions because they are the voice of the community, they are the experts, they are the ones who are hearing everything from the ground up. They are somebody we should rely on. And we need the diversity, and I need people who are committed to really giving us uh, they're all, and I know they don't get paid, and, and, and I am so grateful for what they do, but it's so important that they get involved, that they really want to see the city go in the direction that they look for. We need them to have an influence. We need them to be able to be on these boards and commissions and explain why we should go in those directions. And without being on those boards and commissions, we're not hearing their voice, and their voice is so important to be involved. So, folks, get out there and get involved. Got just got a couple minutes, and I did want to just make a mention, folks. Uh, and I'll I'll let uh, Matthew finish up here in just a second. But uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about it on next week's show. But you may be getting uh, seeing a whole bunch of emails and stuff that uh, we've got a trial coming up for Ken Paxton, and it is going to be the drama of all uh, here in our Texas legislature. It is going to be world news. Everybody's going to be in about all this wonderful stuff, what's going on down in Texas. And the spin doctors are at it, folks. I'm already getting all sorts of uh, stuff. We're going to talk about that next week. So keep an eye. I mean, political season isn't even started yet, and I'm already seeing all of the doctoring going on and uh, all of the messages. And we're going to talk about that. That It's, uh, yeah, you know, that's politics. Well, that's, that's the art of politics is yeah. to be able to spin. It's not so much the... Your character, it's how do you spin your character? How can you... <laughs> Don't get yourself in trouble. But yes, it is a... <laughs> well, I mean, it's a game. I mean, it is. It you know, really is. If, Bobby, if you right want to get that, elected and you want to make a difference, you've got to show people, you've got to build those coalitions, you've got to build that, get those votes, and you've got to learn how to get those but, votes. But on the same matter, if you get elected to do all these things and you have the trust of the people, if you break the law, you have broken that ultimate trust. And I don't care what party you're, you're in. You break the law, you break the law. And you've just violated. I mean, that's fine to break the law if you're just a, a citizen. But when you have people who have elected you and put that trust into you, you need to be held to a higher standard. 
And if he broke the law, he needs to suffer the consequences. It, again, if he broke the law. You know? yeah, and that's why we got the trial going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Matthew Mendoza, thank you for coming in. And you are always welcome to come back whenever we can schedule your time oh, in you, here. Sir. I appreciate you coming in tonight. And coming up next, we've got Friday Night with Care. And uh, it is... The, the heat and the, the smoke and all of these things, folks, have just been giving our folks a lot of trouble here in the studio. So we're going to give uh, Carol is not going to be in tonight, but uh, we're going to play one of her older uh, shows and uh, she will be back in next week. I am going to be on with uh, this week. I've got uh, Lefty Parker is going to be coming in and then Wesmer is I got eight guys that are going to be coming in they've got some friends in from ohio that are down it is going to be a rocking show five to seven o'clock and then we've got riasis following that and uh so uh folks tune in sunday afternoon uh, we're going to be here with you kcsm and uh folks thanks for tuning in y'all have a good night stay uh Try to stay cool. I'll be out at the Kyle Flea Market tomorrow. I'm going to be up at the San Marcos, Texas Flea Market, up at Wonder World Cave on Sunday. Uh, lots of great stuff going on. And then uh, I'll be back with you here on Sunday afternoon, 5 o'clock. Tune in. Thanks for tuning in. And then, uh, oh, yes, in the morning, the Blitz will be on, too. So uh, make sure you catch them at 11 o'clock in the morning.